0: Podcast name, Played Nobody S&P Plus Penultimate Edition. Uh, This time next week, we'll be talking about the actual playoff field. So (laughs) in advance of that, what we're going to do today is we're going to do the top 25. We're going to talk about everything that happened during holiday rivalry week. Mm -hmm. And we're going to clip this into two segments. We're going to talk about uh, top 25 on up. And then right about the neighborhood of number eight, you and I, Bill Connolly, are going to talk about everything in the context of the playoff. How's that sound? Sounds great. Um. Is there anything you would like to say other than we'll get to the, <laughs> we'll get to the Michigan, Ohio state thing. Um, is there anything else in terms of just stuff you wanted to point out before we jump on? We were like, I was looking at any dramatic gains or losses. Um, shout out to Texas tech. They dropped 11 Toledo, <laughs> Toledo jumped 15. By yeah. the way, I won the chicken bet. against shutdown shut down full cast. It's Jason Kirk. Yeah. Jesus.
1: Jason, Jason collapsed down the stretch of the fourth quarter of the territorial cup in that game
0: yeah well when it's one falcons fan to another we don't make 28 to three jokes um arizona state jumped 11 middle tennessee want uh, uab so they jumped 17 um
1: there's a lot of uh a
0: lot, a lot of gainers a lot of losers um we're gonna start at 25 um are you ready bill i'm always ready all right let's get this countdown going number 25 is a team that we're gonna skip because we're gonna talk about them in a second <laughs> That is your 10 and 2 Washington State Cougars. They dropped five spaces. Um, oh, man. All right. Th- th- this fell under the radar again, I feel like. But uh, Wisconsin is now seven and five. They mm-hmm. come in at number 24. They dropped five places as well. Yeah. What can we say about Wisconsin <laughs> this year?
1: <clears throat> yeah. I, I haven't completely digested yesterday's game yet because every time I. Well, I mean, like every time I looked, I'd flip over there. It will, Wisconsin would be moving the ball a little bit. I'd be like, all right, well, maybe that means they're getting something together. Then I'd flip to another game and they're down seven more points than they were before. Um, S&P didn't drop them a ton, uh, which was at least a little surprising here. I'm going to pull up actually, because uh, this makes for the best radio. I'm pulling up the advanced yeah, box scores for this game. Um, Wisconsin, okay. So Minnesota had a massive field position advantage and a massive turnovers luck advantage, um, about, of about 11 or 12 points. So that was certainly part of it. Um, and then Wisconsin, uh, made up for some inefficiencies by having an extremely ine- or an extremely efficient fourth quarter when the game was already kind of over, uh, but not quite in garbage time. So, yeah, they kind of rigged the system on this one. Although Minnesota was kind of lucky from a turnover standpoint. Yeah, b- bottom line here is that they just aren't uh, aren't that good. Uh, or at least as good as we expect to consider in their experience levels. Hornibrook was hurt, obviously. Um, and then their back, and the backup quarterback starts to look pretty good against Purdue. Hornibrook comes back against Minnesota and looks mostly like garbage. Um, and they, so they were able to run the ball, just not enough big plays. And, and the defense just is still blitzing, is still trying to do all the things they did last year, just isn't as good at it. And, and so you've got a team that's still fine, still solid, probably win their bowl game, finish with uh, eight wins and whatnot. But they're just not what we thought they were going to be this year.
0: Not a lot of like, uh, not a lot of anxiety or or anger directed towards Paul Christ or anyone in Wisconsin. I, I mean, were 12, national... twelve
1: and one or thirteen and one last year, or whatever they were. I, would I know,
0: it's seven and five now. This 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 Wisconsin season has snuck up on a lot of us. Um, oh, I, right.
1: I know. I'm sure they're they're frustrated this year, but I mean, in terms of like, we're, you know, yelling at Paul Christ, I would I would hope he gets a little bit of a mulligan. I'm sure if you dig into the Wisconsin internet far enough, you'll find some angry stuff, but.
0: Mm, something we'll dedicate a little time to in the offseason. Uh, <laughs> let's move on to uh, number 23, Miami. Um, they pay hey, that defense is back. I mean, playing Pitt helps playing, playing the team that won their division, the ACC
1: helps. Having yeah. your having your quarterback, I, I I joked about this this morning, having your quarterback go six for 24 and you beat the division champion by three touchdowns. That, that's a massive kind of un- achievement unlocked kind of uh kind of situation going on there i, I don't had even know 200 how you pulled total
0: on. yards in this game this yeah. was ugh.
1: yeah this ugh. is I a mean, manny, manny d has yeah. man this is a good time to be a manny Diaz homer i will say that much because he uh because that defense would just kind of snuffed out any hope it had and the offense just eventually like they got a long uh travis homer run and that was about it but the but pitt never had a chance
0: no um it's gonna be really interesting um if you've, you've touched on this in print and we talked about it on the show as well, like that offense needs some attention and some work. I don't yeah, know if it's going gonna... to,
1: I, I really wish I knew what Mark Richt was capable of in this way, because I mean, obviously he had issues like this occasionally at Georgia, but never like this, like yeah. never this extreme. And I'm really curious, like, cause you know, I, I don't, you know, it's easy to say he needs, he needs his Joe Moorhead. Um, but a, is he willing to take that leap? And B, uh, can he if he is can he find a Joe Moorhead or, or where will he go when he looks to to try to innovate or whatever? Because they're that close. Defense is awesome. The defense was way better than expected, um, mm-hmm. and they were expected to be pretty good. But the the offense is horrific. Twenty percent success rate in a three touchdown win. All right, we gotta we gotta go faster. Yeah, uh, number twenty. Hey.
0: Number 22 is Utah State. They book in their season with losses that are respectable, but you know this one kind of takes the wind out of their sails a little bit, yeah. losing to, um, to Boise State. Never count out them Broncos. Bill and I spent all year wanting to ride on all these fun Mountain West dark horses, um, and then Boise just does the damn thing, especially yep. at home. Uh, Utah State, hell of a season, though.
1: Yeah, I was surprised they didn't drop a little bit, but, uh, but, but Boise State's only 29th, so losing on the road to Boise State isn't all that shameful or anything, I guess. No, not at all
0: um i uh, i watched this next game number 21 west virginia um uh, oklahoma is obviously in the mix here so we won't talk about it yet but i just want to point out uh just for west virginia fans i watched this game drunk at a like a party which is the exact way that you should consume these these games oh my god yeah well, it's the perfect way <laughs> speaking of drunk number 20 is texas a&m we'll get to you in a second uh number 19 is memphis they jump seven spots s S&P and can't quit memphis no, and, and hey, it, they look like geniuses. SP looks like a, a genius sentient yeah. bot for doing right. so
1: obviously 19th is a little high but I can sort of justify here just in that um, again with the second order win totals and whatnot like the, everything about the Memphis Navy games statistically says hey this was a pretty easy Memphis win except the score uh, so basically S&P sees Memphis as a 9 and three team with losses to and this is a spoiler I realized losses to the number 16 and number seven teams in P plus so they're nine they're basically nine and one against everybody else um, and so you can kind of at least understand it they're still a little higher than I wish they were but I can I can justify it I guess.
0: Uh, number eighteen Auburn. We're not really going to talk about Bama, who's of course number one. But we're not really going to talk about the Iron Bowl in the context of the playoffs. So if there's anything you want to say about Auburn, now uh, it's a seven five season. It's obviously a massive disappointment for them. Uh, all the issues that we have sort of already talked about throughout the first and second month of the season they persisted in this game. Um, yeah, enjoy an <laughs> off season. Enjoy an off season of Auburn retaining their coach at seven and five.
1: Yeah. And this is what happens when you're in the sec West and you have aspirations. Like if you slip a little bit, like there are only a top 20 team this year. Um, but when you've got the, let's see, what is it? The number three strength of schedule, uh, and you're playing Alabama and Georgia every year and all that other stuff, like this is just what happens if you're only good and not great. So that does lend itself to an existential crisis for sure. Cause top 20 is good, but you're not as good as either one of your rivals.
0: Uh congrats to number 17, App State. Um, you can explain in a second why they fell four spots, but they defeat uh, Troy 21 to 10. They are headed to the Sunbelt Championship game after a nine and two regular season.
1: Yeah. Uh I haven't really looked into this one. I just saw that they were kind of comfortably ahead uh early. So I'm punching it into the old advanced box score real quick. And the reason they fell was not sure they were. They got a little turnovers luck in this one, but that was about it. Otherwise, they controlled it. They just uh, maybe it was just the other team's doing better.
0: Um, you're an idiot because you were at the Missouri Arkansas game for an entire half, which is an entire half longer than anyone should have been at the Missouri Arkansas game uh, in that kind of weather. Missouri jumps seven <laughs> spots by the yeah. way up to number six. Top
1: forty defense. The zoo How baby. about that? Yeah. How about um, that?
0: And that Derek
1: Dooley offense. That's right. Uh, no, I, you know, no complaints. And I, I, I find it funny. Like I think S and P has Missouri lower than just about every other computer ranking, which all seems to have, they all seem to have kind of homed in on Missouri being about number twelve or thirteen. Again, this is strength of schedule. Number six, strength of schedule, according to my numbers. Like on paper, like I was talking about Memphis Navy, uh, Missouri, South Carolina was almost the same situation that really should have been a win. Um, you, Missouri really is two plays from ten and two, and, and, and that would make a lot more sense at number sixteen. But a good season i mean it's disappointing when you lose a couple of those weird toss-up games they also won a couple um but you were really really close to some kind of barry Odom breakthrough and instead you merely got a really good team that took on a really tough schedule and, and won more than it didn't
0: uh all right let's do it uh moving up one spot the now <laughs> nine and three lsu tigers are in at number 15 um I did what I think a lot of people did, which was, was I saw, I saw the interception on the fourth down drive or sorry, on the fourth quarter drive that A&M had after Mon was hit, throwing the ball, throws it into coverage. Um, saw the interception, saw the celebration flipped over. I think to USC
1: mm-hmm. went about
0: my business. Yep. Uh, I think like, I don't know, I think I went to the bathroom and got a drink and came back and was like looking at Twitter, something completely unrelated and did not realize flipped back over for the one second play. That's how oh. long it took me to realize that <laughs> the interception was not an interception because Mon was down when he picked the ball back up, thus giving a and the ball back, allowing them to drive and score a touchdown to tie the game with one second. And then I feel like you're burying the lead. It's like the first game they played right. then going into the, the situation that was the overtime game. <laughs>
1: everything else we're, yeah
0: we're gonna talk a lot about this on the regular show um it's the worst officiating i've seen in a long well, time I, yes and no because I mean, you, I mean the fourth down play alone is, well, no, is no, no, really no 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 bad, no. Check, check twitter check twitter that no, one no, no, i'm sorry i'm sorry not that one i, I meant the uh the da, 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 the conversion
1: where yeah, he's yeah, clearly so, yard and a halfback,
0: not the, not the knee play. That no, one's no, no, actually, no, no,
1: no, 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 no. Check Twitter. The, the, the ESPN line was wrong. It should have been at the 43. He actually, that was actually a good call.
0: Okay. I've yeah, seen, no, because so, I've seen like five or six, I've seen like five or six photos and, and it's, no, it's. No, no, no. The
1: photos are all, all make it look like he's short. The point is the line was two yards beyond where it should have been. He actually okay. got the first down by like two yards.
0: The amount, the, the disparity in calls is alarming
1: um no see here no 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 yeah it really is it was bad dude listen there were two bad calls the well and one of them i could have gone either way i i don't the 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 fumble in the first um overtime where um it was ruled incomplete i don't know i couldn't it was like right at the moment that it becomes complete or not complete i was just confused why they didn't review it Uh, That was the part that really confused me on that one. Like if they review it and they uphold it or overturn it, I I really couldn't decide, but I was surprised they didn't review it. And then, uh, well, and then the pass interference. I think there was some weird Dude, illegal. The pass thing.
0: interference and then the personal foul. Yeah, the
1: per- personal foul that was just. A oh pain. my god! It didn't make a difference because they ended up false starting. Right, but to, but but you but.
0: dictate. I know, I know they false started, but also, I mean, and I know everyone goes this route, but there were. This isn't like LSU Twitter influencing me, and I was out of the state of Louisiana when I watched this game, but like. <laughs> There were some gross misholds, too, like on both sides of the ball. Yeah, yeah. This was a game in which the, the, the officiating would disappear for large portions of time, show up inexplicably. Um, and, and then, honestly, by the time the personal foul gets called, I know the false start negates part of it. But man,
1: well, it, I mean, it like it negated all of it because they ended up because of the half the distance. stuff. But regardless, see, the, the, what I was going to say about this game was that like I actually felt bad for the officials because every single possible 50 50 bang bang call that could exist in football all happened in the fourth quarter and overtimes of this game. Like from the catch, no catch, uh, pass interference, no pass interference, although that one uh certainly didn't seem uh, catchable to me um the lots of barely catches that almost hit the ground but didn't just every single possible crap i hope we get this right call happened, but the ones that they got wrong were not reviewing the, the catch, no catch in the first overtime pass interference was pretty bad. The, I, like, I don't know what green Williams said to the ref, the way the ref turned around and said, what did you say to me? It might've been pretty bad. Um, but that, and then there could have been some illegal formation business on the spike. I didn't mind that they gave the second back at the end of regulation. Cause the ball hit the ground with this where there was still set a second left on the clock. So that's fine. But if they were in a legal formation, obviously that's the end of the game. So other than that, I think it was just all bang bang calls that could have gone either way. And really most of them were probably right in favor of AM. But either way, of course LSU fans are gonna be mad. Uh, and, and that was an infuriating way, infuriating way for not um, I just, just the fact that Ed Orgeron had to sit there in sticky wet clothes for 90 <sighs> minutes after getting the Gatorade bath was unbelievable.
0: Uh, my takeaway was really impressed by AM's passing offense, especially as the game wore on. Mm-hmm. Um Equally as impressed by LSU's ability to hang around that many overtimes, because it dictates that you have to score touchdowns and two point conversions. And <laughs> I thought for sure the Insbinger playbook would just sort of swallow itself at a certain point. Yeah, and you could tell it wanted to. Yeah, ands did too. Yeah, you, you, they, they got reductive as time went on. But you know, in, in defense of the play calling. You scheme for a lot of situations, you don't scheme for those. <laughs> no, situations.
1: No, no, you, you have like two, uh, you, you have like two, maybe three two point calls in your playbook or in on your game plan sheet. Uh, and then you had to do like 19 of them, so yeah, you got we gotta, you gotta, experiment. we gotta move
0: on, but there's a ton of stuff I want to talk about. This will probably be one of those games that lingers well into the offseason as yeah. we go because the impact on this and recruiting and that territory, there's a ton and of holes. stuff to talk about. And I mean, L- yeah, LSU basically, whether they got screwed or not. Had this Sugar Bowl pulled out from underneath them. Yeah. I mean, it's it was tough because they have that head-to-head advantage over Georgia. Um, moving on, uh, Utah won the Holy War. It was a little closer than I expected. Uh, yeah, they dropped they, two spots.
1: That was w- woke up this morning and went, "Wait, they were down twenty when I went to bed, or whatever it was, thirteen or something." So, power to them. I have I have that on DVR. I haven't watched it yet, so can't comment.
0: Yeah, uh, Florida. Um, I listened to this game on the radio yesterday, huh. uh, which was kind of ugh, uh, not not a good idea. It was it was flipping between that and the game um yeah they beat up a really really bad florida state team that has um some really really huge holes to fill but but look man florida went nine and three in dan mullen's first season um they are remarkably better and and in just inarguably better than what macklewin produced in those years and so uh there's a lot of promise for that program not better than missouri though (laughs) no that's fine that's fine i'm just talking about within the context of that program
1: (laughs) I all to talk smack
0: while i can uh, moving on, the program that um, that Mullen left, Mississippi State uh, comes up at number 12. They actually drop a spot. I don't know what else they could have done. They pretty much just reduced Ole Miss to nothing, of course. Yeah, I think it was Penn State um, did the same to Maryland, basically. Reverse situation from last year's Egg Bowl, That Jordan Tommy goes out. They bring in a freshman, and that was pretty much, uh, honestly, I don't even think if if Ole Miss is, would have had their starting quarterback or not, it would have mattered much. Uh, Mississippi State did everything they needed to. Oh, yeah. Then there's a big old fracas at the end. We can discuss that later. You can tell by the sound of my voice how unsurprised I was about that.
1: Um, <laughs> yeah, I think Mississippi State's rating actually went up, but Penn State's went up more. Basically,
0: yeah, Penn State's at eleven; they jumped three spots. Uh, they finished the season nine and three. In many ways, considered to be a disappointment in Happy yeah. Valley. I don't. I will. I will leave that that context
1: up to people who care. Yeah, I mean the two close losses, obviously. You know, Michigan yeah. getting blown out by Michigan is fine, but yeah, they came within four points of being eleven and one in a uh, in a down year. But I would say that their offense defense rankings: offense fortieth, defense tenth. I think that kind of tells the tale right there.
0: Yeah, pretty much. And then, hey, it's our buddies Fresno. Hey, Fresno. We've long since figured out what to say to, to be nice about Fresno. Uh, ten and two. Yeah. Are ten
1: in the S and P. Got anything? Uh, I mean they made their move a long time ago and they're basically holding steady now. So I you know, you feel what, okay about Fresno being this high as we in the season. Well, I mean, I don't just inherently because having watched them, it definitely feels like they're a top 20 or 25 team, but uh, 10 makes me queasy. But what's funny is I I went back uh, during the week um, and kind of just tinkered with uh, strength of schedule adjustments, see what happens if I make them stronger. Uh, Number one, it bumps Missouri into the top 10, so I love it. But um, (laughs) like it bumped Utah State down, it bumped App State down, it bumped Memphis down. Uh, Fresno stayed exactly the same. So, like whatever it is, it is deep in the fundamentals of S and P. It's not simply a product of them playing a week schedule. So, I, pff, whatever. Like they, they're, beat they're up, uh,
0: By the way, we never even mentioned this. Sometimes they beat the crap out of uh, San Jose State. If you, knew. yeah,
1: they, they, they should have beaten the crap out of them by more. But you know, whatever.
0: <laughs> All right, I have. The Apple Cup on DVR. I got to see portions of it and Ooh. followed along. Should I rewatch it just because it's a fun snow game, or is this the most fate accompli? Yeah. This was, this was uh, our every... friend of the program, Brian Floyd, is a Wazoo lifer. Uh, I mean, he called this shot what two weeks ago?
1: Well, yeah, I mean it was basically that he had watched all the other apple cups and it was very clear that that the that chris peterson and his staff know how to game plan for washington state it was just a question of if washington state could do it well enough to overcome the fact that Washington is very well coached and knows what it's doing. And they couldn't, it was the same, it was the same apple cup, but in the snow basically. Um, and it was kind of, man, it, it just, it does get depressing watching those games. Like I have nothing to get. I enjoy Washington still, especially defensively. Um, but it, just watching the life get sucked out of that crowd, like where they last into the third quarter and they're trying as hard as they can to kind of will their team forward and their teams. just like, I got nothing. And it, and it was, it just slowly over.
0: Okay, so that pretty much cleans up the the S and P Plus Top Twenty Five. By the way, uh we're now like because we've been bought off. We have to mention there is a hell of a game Fresno Boise Mountain yes. West Championship. You know, oh that's right,
1: yes I was bought off. I got yeah yeah, yeah. I know right. I, we
0: didn't even mention it.
1: I know. Check my Instagram or Twitter or whatever to see what the Mountain West sent me uh, in response to me complaining about that tweet a couple of weeks ago that was like spin on top of spin on top of spin. I, mean, I know. Oh by, by the way,
0: the- all the Utah State fans that sent us stuff. I, I haven't been to the P O Box yet. I We'll grab it uh, this week. I've been out of town. Um, also, uh, what was the other thing I was going to mention? Oh, yeah. Uh, so, same old, same old in the Apple Cup. Uh, just brutal for Washington State. Uh, yeah. just, a,
1: you just Okay, maybe this is different. Maybe it's different. Yeah, it's not different.
0: It's not. It's awful. Um, and then <laughs> – Bill, take a note. Uh, oh. this Mike, the Mike Leach to Ole Miss thing um, was what? real for tw- – No, it was real for like 24 hours in that Mike Leach is yet again just pushing himself out for any SEC job <laughs> he can. It just sucks for everyone involved. Um, that's not happening, by the way. All right, one through eight. Number one, Alabama. Number two, Clemson. Number three, Georgia. Number four, Oklahoma. Number five, Michigan. Number six, Notre Dame. Number seven, Central Florida. Number eight, Ohio State. Of course, there's a couple things that jump off. Right away, and that's that. Michigan is still above an Ohio State team that beat that ass. Uh, Michigan should cheat more. Shout out to MGoBlog. And, and there's nothing I really we can say in terms of stuff that relates to the playoff with the Iron Bowl. Uh, Clemson beat South Carolina. Georgia took care of business against Tech. Oklahoma played a really really Big Twelve game and won against West Virginia. They get to see Texas again, and Central Florida did what they needed to and beat USF. So, mm-hmm. oh, shout out to Notre Dame. Same thing. Came from behind. Made it compelling for about two quarters. And probably, I guess now, as we see the reports coming through right before yeah. we went on the air,
1: maybe mm-hmm. they saved Helton's job. Apparently. Very um, strange. So, yeah, first comment. Uh, if Notre Dame does, it, if you take out the three Ian Bookless games at the start of the year, they are fourth. Um, so that pretty much explains why they are where they are. Now, granted, there was also an in Ian Bookless game more recently where they look really good. So that's this is the small sample choosy you know, sample size, etc. kind of issue. But that does kind of a, a pretty clearly explain why they're not higher. So all the you Notre Dame fans who have circled back around to yell at me again, like, well, suck it. That's why. And you suck it. You, those games count still the ball state game that you tried to lose that counts. So sorry. Um, and the other thing that I, I mentioned, um, in, in the S P release post at Espionation today, I, I wanted to make sure to kind of spell out exactly how and why Michigan is where they are. And the main thing is that they, uh, were that far ahead going into last week. That, that is by far the, the major, uh, thing that happened there. They, they dropped, there was a 5.6 points, flip between Michigan and Ohio state. Like uh, Michigan went down almost four points. Ohio state went up over two points in terms of the actual S P plus rating. Uh, it's just that Michigan was that far ahead. So they fell by four points, which is an enormous fall, 12 games into the year. It's really hard to pull that off. Uh, they fell dramatically. They just had a lot of cushion. And so they only fell behind Oklahoma. Again, this is a predictive rating. It's not a resume stat. Uh, So you don't just, you don't fall behind somebody simply because you got your ass kicked by them. Um, But that's why. So that's, you know, I I can totally, you know, I can uh, you know explain it pretty clearly. Ohio State did move up. They just didn't, they were behind, they were that far behind UCF. So they almost caught UCF, but didn't. But I think the tiers are what's most interesting to me right now. So one through three, Alabama, Clemson, Georgia. Uh, are within three point three points of each other. Again, uh, S and P Plus ratings are adjusted points per game. That's like the it's the, it's strapped onto the the scoring bell curve, basically. So those two those three teams are within three points of each other. There's mm-hmm. an almost there's a more an almost four and a half point drop between number three Georgia and number four Oklahoma. Uh, okay, but then there are only two point nine points or no 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 three point three points the same amount separating Alabama and Georgia separate number four Oklahoma from number eight Ohio State. Uh, so four, five, six, seven, and eight, all bunch together, just like one and th- one through three are pretty close together. And then there's like another three-point drop from between eight and nine. So really this is – there's a three-team tier. There's a five-team tier. Notre Dame would be atop that five-team tier if you take out the first three games. Uh, And that kind of, I think, spells out college football. That does remind you that Georgia has been excellent since losing to LSU, just like they did last year when they responded to the Auburn loss. They have responded incredibly well. Obviously they still play red zone offense like Rutgers. But other than that, they are a they are a brilliant football team, and they are increasingly good, and they should uh, be one hell of an out next week for Alabama. And then there's a drop off uh, between them and everybody else.
0: It's very interesting to see that Central Florida is more a part of this conversation than than a lot of other people in the industry want to admit, at least by SP Plus standards.
1: But yes, by 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 the standards of something that they don't pay attention to. Yes, it is very and good. hate inherently.
0: Yeah, um, um, yeah, we love Central Florida fans this season. However. Um, I mean, when you look at it here, obviously Michigan doesn't have a shot now, but you're floating with Notre Dame, you're floating with OU <clears throat> there's, there's a possibility here, guys. This is, this, there's a chance at least by S and P plus standards now in terms of the real world. <laughs> right.
1: Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't, I, what, what I'm really curious here is, um, all right. So now Michigan's out. So you've got Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame. Let's, let's assume all three of them win, but yeah. Alabama crushes Georgia. Oklahoma loses to Texas. Mm-hmm. Ohio State loses to Northwestern. Now, S and P would laugh at that because Ohio State's not going to lose to Northwestern. But all three of those teams. So there is not a fourth team uh, in the power conferences with either one or with either zero or one loss. And then UCF moves up to what seventh? Right. Like uh, who? Like maybe georgia gets in or something in that scenario um you would
0: need i mean honestly guys at this point alabama has to pulverize georgia which is possible yeah um oklahoma would need to lose very very badly to texas northwestern would need to beat ohio state and the rest of the field is there any way for the field to look more embarrassing No, no, not on championship Saturday. That's pretty much it.
1: Yeah. So pretty much there are no, at that point, there are no two lost teams to choose. There are no one more. There are are no one lost teams in this scenario. The only other two lost teams are all the teams that just lost Uh, Georgia, Oklahoma, Ohio state, uh, or Washington state or Michigan, basically. You feel good.
0: You feel good in that collection, making the argument for central Florida because a lot of fresh, bad losses.
1: Yeah. And, and yet I don't, see the committee putting them higher than about sixth and that's infuriating because that they would be, they would then be choosing a team that in this scenario had just been, had proven itself inferior to the top three by, by a semi healthy margin. And it wouldn't matter.
0: I don't see it happening at all. It sucks.
1: They've been very good. And I understand the injury situation makes this even weirder, but um They've been very good this year. Their their offense maybe maybe their defense has slipped a little bit. I don't actually think it has. I think they've they've had a couple shootout games, but they've actually probably been steadier on defense overall. Uh, their offense is top ten again. They were a very good football team, and they're going to get completely screwed. Or they already um, have been, really.
0: If nothing else, Memphis's jump up this week would help UCF provided they win.
1: <laughs> yeah. And it would also, of course, help this conversation if Memphis just went silver
0: ahead. lining, baby. Silver lining. Likes. Trying to help you guys out. All right, Bill, that's the timer. Uh, I will see you on Tuesday and we can um, further discuss why you are caping for the SEC refs.
1: You're on that payroll.
0: Yeah. We got a couple coaching things to talk about, don't we? Just a bit.